0: Hello, and welcome to Psychotherapy Episode 64. I am Jed Dunlap, your host. Today, we're going to do a little bit of stuff. I didn't want to say something different, or something different, as Zima would have. I am venturing into this new thing. And it's not, as I explain later, going to be... (laughs) A new change in direction, but it's something that inspired me and I like. I'm going to pepper in occasionally audio from a moment where I'm talking to someone, like in this episode where I'm talking to Gina, that you'll hear in a minute, or in future episodes where, for instance, today I was at the doctor and I witnessed something there with one of the other people going and seeing the psychiatrist that I felt inspired to talk to my audience about. So future episodes will have me speaking into my phone or into my audio recorder. And we'll reflect back to that. And I go into this more detail at the end of the episode, but basically what I'm getting to is that I feel there is tremendous value in me speaking to you in the moment. And the only way I can do that is by grabbing whatever's closest to me and speaking into it. I've done this a lot in the past with writing it down on a piece of paper in my phone. But by the time I read it and I try and regurgitate it for a full episode, it just doesn't come out as pure. It just doesn't come out the way it felt at the moment. And so I'm not gonna worry about the audio quality you get in that because you, my audience, are after what it is I do, or you wouldn't be listening. (laughs) And this is a part of what I do, trying to bring you the most honest and pure emotion from a person experiencing things in real time, just like you do. So the audio we're gonna listen to now is a conversation I had with Gina inside the house. And our house is a RV that sits on six tires as opposed to being grounded to the floor. And I talk about how when we made the decision to move to this place and dig my house out of the ground and live on this land in an RV, and it wasn't even that cool back then. No one was really doing that. (laughs) I guess that's a generalization. But it definitely wasn't as popular as it is now. And we didn't buy one of those $600,000 places because that would have defeated the point, right? We got a place that we got used and for like $12,000 and then put three and a half months of work into it to make the place we wanted it to be a luxury condo, but we owned it cash. And so the conversation you're going to hear now is Gina and I talking about how not only do we feel it's beneficial to live in a place, if you can, that is not anchored to the ground, I guess what I'm trying to say in this segment is that if you are the type of person that is like me, and I think you might be if you're listening, try and have as little attachment to, here it is, try and be as fluid as you can. And for us, not having a place that we were indebted to. Right now, you know, we're looking at investment properties, but not our home or what people say on remodeling places that always is scary to me. They're forever home. We want to be able to be mobile. And that's appealing to us because I think that the fluidity of your life is important for you to own as much of your consciousness as possible. Gina, in the conversation we have right now, is even going into if you have debt or if you owe to your school, so uh, student loans or something like that. Now it's picking up a little rough, but you're entering in that conversation a little late. And then after that, I'll go back to this kind of format and we'll just chat about whatever it is I chat about. So, thank you so much for listening. This is Psychotherapy. I'm Jet Dunlap, and this episode starts right now. And then you have the debt. But the point was, starting with the idea that I don't want to do a show where I have no opinions, which has been, I mean, I have many opinions in the show, but I don't want to have a show where I'm uh, pussyfooting, because that's funnier to say, pussyfooting around the idea that I think that there is a, there isn't a benefit to one side or the other. Um, I think there's a great benefit in choosing a life that you believe exercises your creative utility on this planet for as short a time as that is. And I think that whatever you have to do to get rid of the stuff to change your situation, to move your house, to get closer to something that you want to do, to be freer, to exercise those impulses of creativity, I think that that is the right way to live. And the reason I didn't, I think, lean into that as much is because I didn't want to alienate the people on the show who aren't ready to hear that, right? So it's not that I don't think... I know. I know. I can speak from a high place of knowledge because not only do I study this, but I'm not going to go over my resume. If you want to listen to 63, 64 episodes of the show, you can listen what I was going to say is I have enough expertise to say that the happiest people, the most fulfilled people, the people you read about in books, the people who you read who wrote the books, the movies you see, the dances you admire, anything that you look up to is something that came from a person who was bold enough to say, I'm going to do what I feel I should. Even watching a person who is terrible at a thing, technically, but they're doing it with such joy, it's awesome. Yeah fully committed right and it even looks good to us Mm -hmm. like people will think oh i like that dance like when i used to dance drunk and they'd be like oh what's that dance and now i see it a little bit but but it's it's (laughs) the confidence right well the confidence can carry you more than the skill i think i think i think that it's confidence i think that that's that's a that's a more technical way of putting if the person is in a state of pure joy in the moment we as humans have a have a resonance with that Mm -hmm. and we derive the most pleasure and joy from watching a person do something that brings them pleasure and joy Mm -hmm. and i don't think that that is going to be derived from a person doing the same thing every day making the same commute every day and putting that cycle on the shoulders of their children Or the people around them I think that you have to be bold I think that you have to be strong enough to break what I was telling you last night which is your trajectory this massive thrust of society that has put you in a single direction on the rocket ship to death and to move out of that force of inertia the gyro mechanism that is keeping you in center you must press with everything to shake it loose but once you do once you do and you you gain command of that craft then all of a sudden Just like being in space, you can go in any direction, even backwards if you want to, to be a kid again, and that's what acting is. Okay, Jet. After that point, if you're a listener of the show, you're familiar with when Jet goes off the rails and gets a little too excited. I get swept up in my own emotion, and the uh, resonance or frequency that I was uh, receiving gets a little more diluted. And I start, uh, well, I start talking about stuff that isn't really as poignant or valuable to the topic. But the reason I shared that clip with you was going forward, and I've said this before that I would change the format. I'm not going to. This is definitely not that. I'm not changing the format. But a couple of times since that episode, I've recorded something into my phone right after something came to me. So I'll be in a situation and just a day-to-day thing, but an observation I make that I go, this is something my audience needs to hear. And I know that if I try and even write it down, which I do all the time, it will lose something in translation. And I'm constantly thinking about what I can offer that is unique. And not only unique for the sake of being unique, because having the show be popular or having it be something that, makes me money or any of that stuff is not even a thought of mine. What I mean by unique is what is it that I can do that can pierce through the layers of your resistance to get you to understand a concept that you didn't get from the books you read, from the videos you've watched, from the lectures you've attended, from the people who've given you good advice. And one of those things is that the people who give you the advice, the videos you watch, all those things are done in a mind by the presenter that is deliberate. And this show started and maintains being a show that I bring you into my stream of consciousness. And I think in there, just like riffing, if you are a uh, musician, in there, you have a chance to hear inspiration. It will take you some whole episodes of mine. It will take you half of an episode, to hear that. And you're going through this minutiae that you wouldn't normally have in a well-produced podcast. But if you're patient, you might find something that would have been cast away or never experienced in a show that has a high level of production and a editing team and a number of other components that will... Get rid of something that is pure inspiration if the quality of the audio isn't good. Unfortunately, I have great listeners, and what my listeners said to me a while back, and I really appreciate their feedback on this, was I had some episodes where I had to leave my normal studio, which I'm still not in, because there was some construction going on. And then I had audio issues, and then some other stuff that just came up. No big deal. But I started apologizing for my audio, and I'm not apologizing for apologizing. My apology was more at the time kind of just to be giving you guys an awareness of what was going on and that it wasn't something that wasn't noticed by myself so that you don't comment and say, hey, what was all with all that sound? Anyway, a couple of episodes, I had birds in the background or whatever the case was, there was some kind of ambient noise that I thought was distracting. But what my audience said was they said, don't worry about that. We like that. It shows us that this is coming to us from a real place. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's coming from a real place, meaning that where you're hearing it may change, but it's coming from a guy who's telling you exactly what's going on in his brain exactly when it's happening. And this came from me starting to tell you about what I've been doing recently, just like what you listen to. That happened, and that inspiration, even though it got a little wild at the end, came to me, and I pressed record because I wanted you to hear it even if the audio wasn't perfect. Even, forget the audio, I'm saying the production value. The cuts aren't as clean as a lot of the shows you listen to, not even my best produced ones. But my best produced ones, with very few exceptions, are not the best, I feel, as far as getting the resonance of a higher source of energy or a higher self, or giving you a broadcast into your better good. I think those come from stream of consciousness. And what better way to put stream of consciousness into the show than me doing what I've been doing in the last three or four days which you won't hear until probably the next episode, but you heard a taste of it with that conversation I had with Gina, which is I'm on my cell phone or in my car, and I just start talking. And so I will introduce those segments, and you'll get to hear from me in real time what I'm experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you give that up? Would you ever want to listen to a show that, I mean, where, that I was on where you didn't get to hear me say things like experience ing? I, I don't know. I, I feel there's a value in that. And I'm not just trying to do another episode where I talk about what I do, but I do, I listen to my show. And the reason I listen to my show is I used to host a show for a long time for musicians and I got to know musicians and they have to listen to their music and they have to listen to their band and they have to listen to what's going right. And I listen to my shows because I want to hear how to get more of what I think is going to help. But I listen to my shows and I hear that imperfection where I say the same word three times in a row, and my promise at the very beginning, the very first episode, where I, I just didn't know what I was doing, I just knew I had to do it, the promise was that I would be different in that way, that I would keep that in. Not, not all of it. I mean, I just cut off that part with my conversation with Gina, but that was just because I start to, you know, reiterate everything and kind of go in a direction that doesn't make sense and isn't helpful. But for the most part, I try and give it to you raw so that you can... Get an idea from what I am getting when I get it, you know? I said it in two of those segments, the very beginning one and then the segment you just heard. I have opinions, strong ones. I left everything that I had. I sold my fancy brand new car, my dream car. I sold my motorcycle. I sold 80% of my stuff. And you know what else I sold? Having a trapped audience of a hundred people every week who laughed at my jokes and really liked me. That really, that was really hard to get rid of when I left the corporate world because every, every Saturday morning I had a meeting that I got to do what I'm doing now. Tell people the advantages in living a life that's better. And also in the job, how to increase their finances while not taking advantage of a customer. And that felt good being on stage. I gave all that up, my three assistants, because I believe that what was going to happen there is I was going to be a little AT and T bot. I was going to be a little machine that eventually, year by year, my creativity, my personality would be chipped away so slowly that it's just like that boiling the frog. You know, if you throw a frog in boiling water, which this is, of course, some kind of what do they call those fables? Not a fable, an example. <laughs> it's an example. Very classic. This is a very classic example of if you throw out the frog in the boiling water, and I don't recommend you try this at home, it'll jump right out. But if you slowly, slowly turn up the heat, the frog will boil. And that's what I felt like when I was at AT&T. And I'm not speaking to the company itself. I felt that every year I was going to conform a little more. And the scary thing for me was I believed, even with the strong personality that I had, that I wouldn't even notice it happening. And I would start looking at things like, I'd get my house, and I'd be like, well, okay. Maybe I have to give up this part of my personality, but my wife and I can get that crown molding through the whole house. Maybe I have to give away this part of my personality, but I can get the Porsche that I've always wanted. Maybe I have to give away this part of my sense of humor, but wouldn't an infinity pool be cool? And when I left all that, I didn't say I don't still have those dreams. There's definitely material objects I want, no question. I'm not living in an RV right now because that's where I want to live the rest of my life. I love the freedom while I'm young enough and intelligent enough to take advantage of that time. Um, Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Workweek, that I read in 2010 was a great way of me understanding this mini-retirement. And I work, and I do gigs, but I'm able to do what I want, when I want, for the most part, with the people I want to. And getting to know my wife to the extreme that I have over the last 10 years has been valuable in a way that I cannot describe. I believe that we're put on this earth for a reason. I believe that we had a lot to do with the decision of coming to this planet. And I think that I came here in no small part to meet this woman. And to be able to spend physical time with her as a human at the ages we have is Incredible. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. So, leaving all those material things that I told you about, that stupid hypothetical crown molding and Porsches and infinity pools, well, I wouldn't have that right now. Or if I did, who cares? But I do have an amazing amount of memories and experiences where my wife and I got to be with each other every day. So, that's me recommending that kind of stuff. And if I was meeting you on an individual basis, I'd be able to custom cater it to you. And eventually, I'll be doing that with seminars and, you know, sitting down. I just set a show the other day about how I didn't want to hawk my wares or I didn't like shows that did that. I'm not even doing this yet. And when I start to do it, it is because I'm getting in a high enough demand that people want to have something that's custom catered to themselves. And what I mean by that is not everyone <laughs> is a uh, with an ex-professional athlete like my wife and uh, has an advanced understanding of camping and the outdoors to be able to live in my situation. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have a job you don't want to leave. Maybe you have a job you love, and you want to figure out how to cater your life to experience, as a human, your creative utility. And I want for nothing more than to give that to you, because I have gotten to do incredible things. You know, documentaries while I'm hanging out of the side of a biplane over the Pacific Ocean, jump out of airplanes, jump off of cliffs while making a TV show you know, work with some of the most amazing actors, have conversations with Kevin Costner about Field of Dreams, be able to work on projects that I was so passionate about, be able to do stand-up comedy, be able to write a screenplay, Something. some of these things are people would want to do their entire lives, stupid stuff, like I always want to, th- I thought, what would it be like if I grew a giant beard? And I talked about that a couple episodes ago. And it's stupid, but it's also a human experience. I get to play with the idea of this human unit Jet Dunlap and say, what can he do? Like what I'm doing at the gym right now, rock climbing, meeting awesome people out when I was rock climbing that I would have never met if I hadn't just tried something new. And to be able to own your own personality, to be able to own your own life force, that's what I'm going to try and give to you. And I think it'll help when I'm doing it with these little segments where I speak into my phone or whatever is available and then cater a show around those experiences in in the moment. And so we'll see what happens there. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it was a little different, but a little different is good. We got to get used to that. I'm out of words. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to hear from you next time. And you're going to hear from me next time, more accurately. I'm Jet Dunlap. This is Psychotherapy. And thank you for listening.